Hello, I'm Eric Nance, and you are listening to episode 18 of the R Weekly Highlights podcast for issue 2020-50, released on December 14th, 2020. This week's issue was curated by... Gee, I usually have this prepared ahead of time. I better look this up. Hey, that's my name. Uh Uh-oh. I better get cracking on that. I'm just kidding. I did prepare the issue before I started recording this episode. And in fact, I had a little help this weekend to pick the uh, images that you'll see in this issue. I had a little help on the selection process by my youngest. So at least in this household, it's a family affair for our weekly curations. But as always, we had great help from the R Weekly team members and contributors. If you visit the main website for the Tidyverse collection of packages, the prominent definition is an opinionated collection of R packages designed for data science. Certainly, much of the learning material and literature around teaching first steps of the Tidyverse give mention to mainstays from dplyr, tidyr, and others to help get your data into shape and produce summaries. But when you dive deeper in such quality packages and explore their capabilities, opportunities arise for new learning by doing. In preparation for an upcoming R programming course, data scientist Ted Ladaris put out a call on Twitter asking the R community for lesser-known tidyverse functions that are valuable for daily work. The replies came flooding in, and Ted proceeded to leverage, wait for it, tidyverse functions to transform the replies to his tweet and create a close uh, to a tidy set as feasible. After all of the crunching, the function with the most mentions was dplyr's case win a vectorized version of typical if-else constructs. Additional gems include the collace function for finding the first non-missing value in sets of vectors and uncount for unpacking a counted version of a data frame. Ted's blog post has the entire list, and unless you have been intricately involved in the development of the tidyverse, chances are you are going to find more gems to follow up on. The world of visualization is always evolving to find solutions for encompassing related metrics to convey a message clearly and concisely. In some cases, the drive to simplicity can be a detriment. For example, a simple gauge or meter commonly seen on dashboards put a single value front and center but may miss a key piece of the story. Data visualization thought leader Stephen Few proposed the bullet graph in 2005 to convey additional information as part of a larger story that appears as a hybrid of a bar chart augmented with background colors and markers for additional context to a single value. Talented members of the R community have proposed custom solutions to create a ggplot2-based bullet graph, including one of our talented R-Weekly curators, Rio Nakagarara, Bob Rudis, and the author of our second highlight for today, R-Studio's Thomas Mock. On his blog, Thomas decouples the various ingredients of a bullet chart into ggplot2 components 
such as geom call and geom line range with custom annotations. Throughout the post, Thomas shares all of the code, which at some stages is quite complex, but in the end, you can achieve a native R solution to some recent bullet charts depicting playoff probabilities of current teams in the NFL, for example. Topping off our highlights for today, one of the recent advancements in the offerings of on-demand server infrastructure, or what many refer to as cloud computing, is the concept of serverless compute services. To the end user, these capabilities are marketed as a way to run code on cloud servers without having to actually request for a specific server or groups of servers to be provisioned ahead of time. Amazon was one of the first to offer this capability when they launched the Amazon Web Services Lambda platform. With Lambda, you can orchestrate an event-driven pipeline based on Lambda functions, which contain your code for the processing. Out of the box, Amazon offers native runtimes for languages like JavaScript and Python, but to date have not included R. Attempts have been made previously to shoehorn customized runtimes using a concept called Lambda Layers. Earlier this month, Amazon announced the option of using container images as the basis for a Lambda function. You can think of containers as a complete bundle of the necessary system dependencies together with the code needed to perform a task. Data specialist David Newserling took note of this development and decided to have a go at creating a custom runtime for an R-based container that could be deployed as a Lambda function, which eliminates the need to go with the layered approach in those previous mentions. David ventures into this journey armed with vital packages like HTTR and JSON Lite to follow the official documentation from Amazon on creating runtimes and then proceeds to wrap the instructions into a Docker file as the recipe for building the container. While not an easy push button type of task, David was able to verify everything works as intended, even with some twists and turns along the way. Yours truly has leveraged AWS Lambda as part of a media production pipeline for a separate audio podcast adventure, which leverages Python code, but David's post gives me hope that I can expand my horizons with the language I am certainly more comfortable with using. And those are your R Weekly highlights for today. I could be biased here, but I dare say we have another excellent collection of awesome posts, resources, and much more in this issue, including a great video demonstration of migrating from Travis CI to GitHub Actions, exploring points percentage of NHL Stanley Cup champions with ggplot2, a major update to the core package, and much more. I am always humbled to see R Weekly receive such great contributions from our community, and I can tell you firsthand that joining the team as a curator has been one of the best decisions I have made, as I really feel like I am part of something much bigger than just me, 
and having such a talented group to share ideas and learn from has benefited me tremendously. If you want to be part of this exciting effort, you can find complete details on the process of becoming a curator at the very top of this and all of our R Weekly issues at rweekly.org. Have a great week, and we will be back with another batch of R Weekly highlights next week.